Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Mentality Podcast. Hello, everyone. Today, we've got a special episode for you with a special returning guest. She's been <laughs> on this uh, podcast multiple times. Too many times. Too many times. Just Our think. good friend, Mr. Zachary Merkinover. I think I've only been on like twice. I and know. It's been uh, quite a hiatus, but uh, that's besides the point. I appreciate you guys having me back on. What's up? Chilling. Not much, man. Each time has been memorable, though. Yeah. So, I mean, don't know. Nah, I'm not going to lie. Each time has been low key one of our, our, I think our most popular episode is with it's you. It's with you. Yeah. I, I go mm. back and play the podcast pretty much every single morning. Watch after it just I wake be up, you. So. <laughs> it's probably just you rewatching. That's probably the reason why. <laughs> that makes sense. That would make more sense. You're uh, kind of an egomaniac, you know? You'd be like that. It's all good, man. Well, for today's episode, um, we got some new cheese of the week for you guys, of course. You, you. Um, little, little different this time now that I got my counterpart basketball head over here with me. Probably knows more about basketball drama than I do. So we'll be getting into some uh, basketball drama together uh, as well as what my lovely co-host and girlfriend has prepared for us as well. Yeah, good, because um, I don't know shit about basketball. Today, obviously, since we got Zach over here, we're going to be going over three Am I the Asshole stories. On top of that, wrapping up with just some mental notes, which uh, should be cool. So, mm-hmm. um, Also, we got uh, we got to do a shitty employer. So, No, maybe not this time. Since maybe not this time around. We might not do it. We'll see how the episode goes. We'll see how we feel Yeah. towards like the end of the Am I the Asshole. You, know, you guys know how the flow goes by this point, if you've already heard the first two episodes of our new content flow. So, uh, oh. Oh, by the way, let us know if you like the... Yeah, let us know if you like it. No, that, but also... Where two and a half people that listen to the Two and a half people, yes, hello, hey. Um, no, the... What is that called? When we the transition? The trans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. We I might. like it. I, I like it personally. Do it, do it's it. Like, what do do you it in real time. The sound effect, you've heard it. Oh, uh, the, like, blah! Like, whatever that <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He said he didn't I mean, like it's, it. It's pretty fitting for you guys. You're always making some crazy ass noises. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to suffer through it, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. But. Well, um, I think for the most part, let's go ahead and just go get into our um, weekly updates. <laughs> I got my update of the week. Um, not too much really crazy going on as per usual, um, but obviously just been taking actually a break from making some music recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this week just kind of got back into it today as of the recording date of this podcast episode but um, you guys will hear this a week after the recording I believe so mm-hmm. um, yeah I just that's really the most newest thing for me it's been pretty good can't lie um, when I got back into it today like this morning definitely felt a lot more natural felt a lot less stressed on working on shit and I feel like a lot got a lot more done in a shorter period of time than I would have um, had I not taken a little break. So uh, for me, that's really the main update. Other than that, you know, shit has been going pretty okay at work. I feel like I'm getting more and more adjusted to this new schedule I'm doing, waking up earlier. Um, haven't been going to the gym. Obviously been slacking. Both of us have, me and Sarai. Hey, don't call me all we've like been, that. <laughs> we've been slacking. But it's true though. Yeah. Um, that's really it for me. I mean, how about you guys? Um, I, this week... Again, don't have much going on like that, like that. But I do. But it's something I can't say because I don't want to jinx myself just yet. But all in all, I can't say it. So therefore, I have nothing. Um, But I have been wanting to read a lot more lately. And not just like the nonfiction books, more so like the um, like the habits and the 
There's like, I actually do want to start reading a book like either weekly or biweekly and then doing like a little thing on this podcast is like, oh, this is what I learned from this book. Kind of like um, a little semi-section, kind of like this one. I mean, I'm not going lie to lie to you <laughs> off that. That shit kind of sounds pretty lame. But <laughs> at the same time, if you could find a way to make it interesting, that would be cool. But it depends on the book you're reading, too. Like, if it's some, pardon me, but like some super, super, super feminine thing that I just can't, like, relate to, unless it's on a certain level. I don't really read feminine books, though. I'm not saying that, like, it can't be a feminine thing, but just not to the point where it's corny, you know? Like, I just don't like corny. Right. I feel like some of the stuff you read is corny. Right. But no, I don't. Some of some of the books. I don't know. Maybe I'm judging the book by its cover. I like the fucking mysteries, not, dude. I mean I'm I'm probably literally judging the book. I, I am literally judging the books by their cover. So Yeah, you are. That's probably the mm. issue here. But I don't know. Try it next time. And if it if it works, it works. If not, fuck it. Yeah. What do you think, Mr. Zach Merkendorfer? I I mean, like what are you interested in, like specifically? Like well, what I, are the was- sort of genres you like overall? I was reading like, okay, I'm not gonna lie. I was reading like the fiction books and shit like that. Like the, I I read Verity by Colleen Hoover. That shit was good. That shit was popping. I'm not gonna lie to you as a girl. But, uh, but like what in fiction, like suspense, like mystery, yeah, it's like a suspense mystery, like book. romance. Like what is it exactly? Eh, I guess it has a little bit of romance, but it's kind of like a fucked up romance. It's not like a regular smuggler, like, oh, like they hooked up and then now they're like, you know, Happy and shit. Do you like, feel like you'd go like through a rundown of the book itself or just like your personal like feelings and well, just thoughts on it? Well, if you read the book that I gave you last time, which is that one, you would fucking know, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I would know in that <laughs> case, but you know, I don't. But I'm, I'm just asking, how would you go about it? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I would have to work it out. Potential segment you have. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure it out next time oh, we record. Yeah. What's up with you, Zach? Oh my God. <laughs> what's, what's been new for you, I guess, like throughout the week, if anything? Or with your life since last time we saw you. Yeah, I mean, since last time, give people an update, I guess. I don't really recall, like, what was What new. even was it? Yeah, like, what was what was the, the main finale. premise of that last episode we did? Even? I think it was, like, season two finale or some shit like that. Uh, like, what was what was going on in my life then? What, what, what Like, what was it exactly? Like, February 2021? Or? Fucking no. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm just like trying to. Um, I'm trying to like recall like what was kind of happening with me then and like what's happening now. But ah, uh, I mean, it's just kind of going through the post COVID sort of world. I guess um, everything's kind of gotten crazier and crazier. Like, I mean, it's kind of what you got to expect at this point. Um, what do you mean by that? And just with like the state of the world, you know, you it's like we went through that whole COVID situation thinking like, hey, you know, we could be out of the woods here with this whole vaccine and um, just mandates kind of lifting and, you know, uh, things kind of going back to normal in that sense. But sorry if I'm going like off. No, I mean, no it's, it's true. On a, on a rant, it's just but, that it's just, it's, yeah. No, but it's, it's just like it's things get crazier and crazier. Like you see like what's going on with, uh, I don't, I, I'm not like a politic. I don't have a strong political, um, sort of opinion or just like no agenda here folks. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just, my, my point is like things just kind of get crazier and crazier, like, in, like externally and like internally in this country. And, um, 
I can't lie. Like it has an effect like on like me, like, like you just see all this stuff going on through social media and like, you think like what sort of a difference you can make, like what, um, can you do better in your own life to like kind of cancel out the noise, so to say. And you know, it's a, it's a struggle, but you just got to kind of compartmentalize to a certain degree. And yeah, I just try to focus on like work, just my family and trying to stay healthy, you know, trying to Mm -hmm. build good habits, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely hard to do, you know, like some days you, you do better, you do better at it than others. So I just try to see the good and, uh, every day if possible in terms of like, (laughs) no, but like just what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know. My bad. (laughs) No, that's true. I mean, I mean, I agree that like post COVID has been fucking crazy. Like, we all did think that the vaccine was going to change everything. Because um, it, it, it was a source of, you know, hope and optimism. Like, okay, this like one thing can kind of, I guess it's kind of like silly to say that it's it was like the solution, but it was like a guiding hope, you know, to make things seem like, okay, we're going in the right direction again. But, you know, it's more or less hasn't gotten there. Let me, let me, uh, rephrase what I said. Not everyone thought the vaccine would get us out of the woods. Um, some people thought the vaccine had microchips in it, which, um, you maybe know, maybe it does. Maybe just it kidding. does. Just kidding. Just kidding. I got the vaccine. I had to for school. You guys I know this. I had to for work. I had to also get the booster for school, which was fucking annoying. Oh, but you did? I yeah, forgot about I that. You actually got sick off that. Yeah, I you? got sick from both the second shot and the booster. And that was the most annoying shit. And I swore to myself after the second shot that I would never get the booster. And then I ended up getting the booster because <laughs> I was like, well, fuck, I need my bachelor's degree. Yeah. So I folded. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, like, I don't feel about it as strongly as uh, certain people on other parts of the political spectrum would. So... Um, you know, for me, it was just like the thought that a vaccine is going to kill me. It was kind of just like, all right, well, I'm going to fucking die anyways. And, you know, I don't know. We'll see where it takes me. Like at this point, like I kind of I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did put my trust into the vaccine, I guess. So if you want to judge somebody for that shit, you can. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I did think that, you know, essentially taking the vaccine and like if everyone took it, like shit would be a lot better. But it hasn't changed. And honestly, like working at the place where I work at right now, I realize that like everyone who didn't get vaccinated though, like sometimes they're shit out of luck. Like when it comes to looking for work or yeah, they can't really get jobs it's like really that. tough. It's really tough to get a mm-hmm. job if you're unvaccinated at certain places, like especially like if you're doing some contract type of work or whatever, it's tough, man. Like they look for like, yeah. it depends on the industry too, I guess. Healthcare especially though. Yeah. Like, but like in the healthcare, which is like primarily like what I'm staffing for. Um, yeah, it's, uh, no it's tough. Well, I mean, recently some people, some, some of our clients have gotten rid of the uh, COVID vaccine vaccination requirement, but hasn't necessarily been, uh, I don't know, hasn't, hasn't necessarily changed for every role, so to speak. Maybe like that. But sort of to kind of just recap on what Zach was saying. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like throughout this period of time, the one thing that has changed is like, um, uh, pretty much like we've been obviously getting better at, at processing our emotions, I think, and also really identifying like key areas and aspects of our life to work on. And I mean, I think that's an essential thing to do, um, not only during this period of time and because of COVID, but, you know, even before all this stuff was happening and everything, I think it was something to do. But it's kind of a good thing that as a result of that, as a result of COVID, you know, 
you've kind of uh, adapted your way of thinking about certain things, I guess. And I don't know if it was like that for you before, but yeah. Yeah, no, just going with um, everything you said there. I think uh, everyone's become more like self-aware internally um, as a result of everything that's kind of happened over the past couple of years. And I feel like that's at least a positive, you know, so. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for our weekly to annual update. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, it's time to get into Cheese Meal of the Week. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So this week, I want to go ahead and bring up the royal family. Um, obviously, you know, the queen has passed. Um, so I want to go ahead and talk about the the shade it's brought upon. And then also a little bit of like the past um about the royal family some of the past tea i guess that tea. makes sense for people that sip tea <laughs> i don't know do they, did they sip tea? they probably did yeah they do england i think is like one of the most i don't fucking know they now like we sound tea. now we sound mad uh what is it like when you're against xenophobic people? yeah xenophobic <laughs> now we sound mad xenophobic i don't think Sorry i remember the last UK audience the right zero point two of you that listen to us overseas. It is a genuine ritual, though. I think they actually do have tea, tea time, time, like, around lunch. I don't know. Like, I guess get back to um, Harrison Sarai. Anyone listening from the UK on that? But, yeah. Yeah, let us know if you guys actually sip tea like that or not. I right. Don't, I don't know. Also, I hear that you guys make fun of the way we drink tea, like the Lipton shit. You guys you guys make it fun is of us. It is to do. I mean, have you, if, you've ever, if you've ever had real fucking tea, like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, like... And, and they, they drink it with cream. They drink it kind of like how we do coffee. Like a chai. Yeah, yeah. They do the same thing over there. Like they, this chai, basically. And I, I'm not going to lie. I low-key kind of fuck with it. But. I like chai too. Let's get yeah. into the cheese meal of the week with. The royal family. The royal family. Right. So can you kind of like outline the situation? Obviously the queen died. Yes. For some people happily, for some people not so happily, obviously. Dang. It's uh, obviously a very controversial mm-hmm. event, Um, you know. Yeah. Give us like pretty much like what's been going on with them since that. Like obviously there's been probably some shit going on. I'm, I'm not really keen to the details. So I don't really know shit about politics from here or any fucking country really. I'm just here to talk about the tea, like the the shade. So um to start off, yeah, you know, she passed on. So then, you know, her son, King Charles, took the fucking throne with his uh mm, his person, his wife next to him. Is, I don't like her. Isn't he like ninety himself? That's that's wild. You got to wait your whole. He had to wait his whole life to ascend to the throne like that. I think he's like seventy <laughs> some shit. Yeah, he's basically a granddad. Yeah. Yeah, it's not ninety. My bad. My bad. Not Queen Elizabeth. I mean, he's he around. I think Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Well, how how old was how old was she when she passed? Like, I think like ninety six or something like that. I've heard like ninety some shit. Maybe even older. I don't fucking know. Imagine waiting that long though to like be king, but not actually be a king. Right. Well, he is. That must be shit. But he's not actually a king in power. No, like he doesn't have the power, actual power of a king. He's a symbolic king. Neither does she really. Neither does she. I mean, I don't know. Zach knows more about the history behind the royal family than than either of us would. That's also why, in terms of power and like historical power, right? Yeah, there is a lot of symbolism with it because technically, uh, the UK they're they're a constitutional monarchy, so they just have the privilege of being in the royal family. But it's not like they have. Um, executive powers that like a president would or like uh, more of um, you know a king uh, like, like an actual king uh, 
So, so what do they actually have power God over? But what do they actually do? Yeah, like, what, what is what the is point that? of them? Other than just being like, yeah, I'm the what queen. What is the point the of being like now that king, whatever the fuck is king? Like, why is, does that matter? And why does why is it important to him and to other people? You know what I mean? Uh, again, I think it's just more of um, the lineage aspect of it. Uh, there's a sort of like pride with the like there being a family in place that that rules over the country and that's like the same with a lot of other european countries um they like have Spain. like yeah like they have constitutional monarchies in place like that uh, that are like um i don't know the word like i don't want to they're basically essentially dynasties you know that go back hundreds of years and um i think that's that's the struggle and like the, with uh, the controversy the controversial aspect of it mm-hmm. Is like okay, it is sort of like an outdated mindset to have a monarchy, but a lot of the people in those countries they they sort of have a cultural tie to those um, those like dynasty aspects to uh, the kings and queens in place. So it just I don't know. I just wonder. Want to pick it up? I mean, I wonder whether people in twenty twenty two like actually have pride towards like having a king or a queen. Probably but the older generations, you know. Maybe maybe like the more like to the core like you know but i mean is that really the tea of the week mm-hmm. just no. so what what's actually been going on i want to talk about how king harry a uh, king william no fuck what am i saying <laughs> no king whatever the fuck no 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 prince there you go i couldn't think of the word okay prince harry and prince william are beefing really are I they suppose, like wait, i don't fucking know like i'm not in their circle I'm are they like, like brothers or yeah something? they're brothers so um Why are they there was I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know their names, but there was obviously Queen Elizabeth has passed on, then King Charles and his wife Camilla, um, and then he was married to Princess Diana, and she and him had Prince Harry and Prince w- William. Uh, Prince William is the one that's like next in line for the fucking throne, king dude. or whatever. Yeah, that's okay. So. This is all making me think of Game of Thrones now. I know, isn't it? But like it's, it's so stupid because they know. don't actually do shit. They just sit on their asses and, and like, part of my f- French or part of my English xenophobia, <laughs> but they just sit on their asses and sip tea. I mean, from the sounds of it. Maybe they actually run, the like, some kind do. of, like, businesses or, like, some nonprofit charities or something like that. I'm assuming they probably do I some shit like that. I think they like, go on, or, like, um, expeditions. Yeah, or like, like, I'm assuming they, they probably them? do some shit like that, but tours. I Tours. They call them tours. Yeah, but, like... There, there's so much old money tied up with these families, too. That's, that's, that's a part of it as well. I mean, yeah, that's essentially what they do. They're, they don't have... Um, they don't have the powers that the parliament does or, or anything like that. So, so it's just the story, the storybook feel to it. I think that draws a lot of um, people that support, you know, uh, the crown like that. Right. They just feel that sort of tie to it. Well, so many people are yeah. jaded that um, Camilla is like his wife because there's still speculation of whether or not like someone in that circle, um, like, you know, paid or like to like murder um diana basically it was oh yeah, yeah it was technically the paparazzi but like 
you know, whether it was or if it was like someone that got paid, like no, no one could ever like really I know. I do remember some of that controversy now. So it's kind yeah. of stemming from like that whole shit, essentially. That's kind of, I mean, I get it in a sense, like why it's still controversial to this day and like why there's still drama stemming from it. But for me, what I was going to say, like, honestly, it's hard for me to really give a fuck about anything that really goes on with the royal family now in this day and age. But when you bring up kind of like the old school, like with Princess Diana and all that, then yeah, it kind of makes it a little bit more intriguing because it makes it, I don't know, like it, it, it gives it like that noir, mm-hmm. risque, like, you know, not sexy, but like, you know, like murder story feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And it gives <laughs> it gives it, it gives it that it. appeal to, I mean, this is a real person we're talking about that died RIP, like to yeah. her, obviously, but like, um, yeah, it, that's like kind of, I guess, what draws me back into it, but. Right. There's also the backstory that she still like is alive or. They say the same shit about Tupac. They say the same shit about everybody that dies. From Biggie. Let the people rest in peace, man. I know. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I kind of hope she's If I was famous to the point where fame was bugging my life, Mm. I would probably fake my own death too, but. I don't blame him. If, if like that's it's case. kind of weird like I don't know how it, like do you not have to talk to your loved ones ever again like and then just like live sure on a they, weird secluded island no I'm sure I would tell like my loved it's like ones everyone, everyone who died is just on an, on Epstein Island or they're just chilling on oh Epstein. fuck no what the fuck? That's <laughs> why what the, that's what the real secret is why there that's why they're guarding the list that's horrible what the fuck they got right. Tupac held hostage over there. <laughs> well, this is supposed to be about fucking beef between two. All right, like, well, let's get back. It's because you're here today, Zach. Yeah, Zach, you fucking derail my. Yeah, I've got the, the cloudy, the cloudy Rain dark cloud. Of so, I don't even know, bro, what I'm saying. It's all good. It's part of dark cloud. Yeah. All right. It's all good, but no worries. Let's get let's get back on topic. Talking about <laughs> we suck on staying on our topic. Our fucking beef between who's supposed to become king next. No, I no, still no, think no. That's not the beef. That's not the beef. What's the beef then? I'm trying to tell you. Okay, I'm sorry. Get <laughs> into right. it. So, um, obviously, like, all right. So the the whole. Theory here is that they were like very close growing up, and Will got married to Kate, which is now I think she's like Duchess of some shit. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I'm not saying of some shit. Like you know what I mean. I don't know their titles. So they married. So then they're next in line to be on the throne, right? So then um, Prince Harry married married Meghan Markle, and um, they left the royal family. To live in like fucking, I don't know, Canada or like LA or some shit like that. Um, so the whole beef is like, I don't know. It's not that exciting anymore. It's really not. It's really not when you say it like that. But I think it's interesting because a lot of people are making videos about it. So obviously it's fucking interesting. And I was watching them. But it's really, I think. Was like, I think it's interesting because of the repetitiveness mm-hmm. of how much content is made about it. Probably. And here we are doing it ourselves. <laughs> Well, I mean, from what I understand, the the royal family outside of Harry, obviously, because that's um, Meghan Markle's her husband, obviously, they they just have a general issue with her. I, I think that's kind of a lot of where the beef stems from. And plus, um, they opted to like move out of London itself to move mm-hmm. to L.A. too, as well, to get away from that lifestyle. You know, they essentially excommunicated themselves. Right. So I think they, that's the general is, issue of the situation, but I don't know like any more of the specifics, but it just kind of comes down to uh, just uh, pre- prejudice of Megan. And I think mm-hmm. Harry not wanting to be in that lifestyle and, the, and them jointly not wanting to be in that um, environment either. So, 
Right. And then Will is caught between like trying to be a good brother, but also being like, hey, like I'm next in line for King, you know, like what the hell am I supposed to do here? It's just too much. Well, I mean, are they fighting for the position or does no. one not want? Okay, so then it I doesn't really matter. Like, at the end he of the day. Harry post. doesn't want to be involved with that lifestyle anymore. But then that also like stripped him from like all his rights as like someone from from the royal family. Yeah, I but get that. He wasn't. He wasn't even he probably able. Wanted that though. That's true. But he wasn't like when when the queen passed away. He wasn't allowed to salute. Okay, even well, though, that kind of sucks. Yeah, like all he could do, and he did. I think from like what the video was showing, like his um, body language is like he nodded and like a sign of respect and all that shit. Cause like, he's like, well, they can't take that away from me type shit, but he wasn't allowed to salute. That's stupid how they fucking, why is he not allowed they to have salute? So many rules, baby. I don't know. Would he be thrown in jail if he saluted? I don't fucking know. That's so fucking stupid. If they do, if they have that kind of control, that's stupid. I'm know, sorry, baby. but that is stupid. Wow. Yeah, the level yeah. of hypocrisy is crazy with just the royal family, too. And, and not even to mention that Harry served um, in the military, too. Like yeah, he, that's what it is. Thank you. The military. Like, like and they're just going to treat him that way and, like, throw him to the side. Like, okay. Like, that's goes his grandma. And it's just, you know, personally, I, I I just wish they would disband the monarchy altogether. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more on that side of the spectrum of it. I've probably sounded more like pro, like, oh, you should respect the tradition. But honestly, eh, just, but, but I, but I understand from the opposite end of the spectrum, there's a lot of tradition and symbolism that goes yeah. with it, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of symbolism with the darker aspects of Britain too, and how they conducted their empire throughout the centuries and, and yeah. to a lot of countries and to a lot of people, the crown rightfully triggers them, and it's just a bad reminder of those times. The colonization. Maybe there's a chance with these uh, next people in succession to change that culture, though. It's and supposed I do hope to that be that like happens. that. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, like, as time goes on, I do think that for the most part, a lot of people, like, I, I've seen, like, shit about Elizabeth, like, mm-hmm. and how they, uh, some people say, like, you know, if she was... Uh, fed with a silver spoon in her mouth and you know she mm-hmm. profited directly off of the mishaps of like people having not mishaps but like the uh, when you fucking take advantage of like people basically like essentially third world countries being taken advantage of and, and the whole colonist like after effect and shit but I've also seen the counter argument that she's been there for a lot of humanitarian efforts and stuff mm-hmm. so I don't know I mean like I hope that but whoever, like, if there is going to be, like, a royal family, like, you know, to Zach's point, like, I don't think they should necessarily disband it because, yeah, the culture does re- represent a lot. And I'm sure, like, we found we sound like assholes to people who actually care about, like, you know, obviously the royal family. But I think, you know, hopefully it, it comes with a different face that maybe doesn't bring about as much uh, unnecessary drama first, like, right. second of all, but also first of all, doesn't bring about that dark cloud of that old colony. Uh, colonist mm-hmm. history of oppression essentially so yeah we'll see what happens we shall see but i think that's uh <laughs> that's a wrap does up. that pretty much wrap it up yeah okay yeah, so that it, wraps it up right yeah what were you gonna say i'm sorry no that, <laughs> nothing i wanted to go ahead and uh segue y'all in Ooh, is that okay taco right. but i guess not no more that segues us into our next topic <laughs> see you there Alrighty, so for our segment Cheesement of the Week, we got one that's probably a little different for our audience. I've been trying to incorporate a few NBA stories here and there. Um, but if you listen, to, if you if you follow the NBA 
and you know the Golden State Warriors, you probably heard about this one. But recently there is an NBA player by the name of Draymond Green. He uh, actually punched one of his teammates uh, by the name of Jordan Poole um, in a mm-hmm. practice, which um, according to some, you know, some maybe not, but could be a regular occurrence that happens. But also part of the tea from this is the fact that the video itself also leaked. So... Um, kind of a sticky situation going on there. Not entirely sure really what to, you know, how to break it down. Cause obviously I'm not an NBA player myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is a good thing. We got Zach here with us to kind of help. Cause he's an NBA player. He's not an NBA player, <laughs> but he definitely follows the NBA more than I do. Even though, you know, we both play basketball our entire yeah. lives. We both understand, you know, there's, there's a high testosterone, high competitive environment, you know, on the court and off the court with, with players, especially when money is involved, I'm assuming. So, you know, in that in that aspect, I mean, like, what's your whole take on Draymond basically knocking the fuck out of Jordan Poole and, and <laughs> stirring up the whole pot of controversy that has been going on? I think it was a little too much, to say the least. Uh, yeah, it, it, like, if you've seen the video, it was graphic as hell in the sense where the dude literally came up and cold cocked him as uh, he was walking away. And in this case, Jordan Poole was walking away. Draymond was doing the punch, punching, obviously. But I think it's just a deeper deeper thing just with the situation as a whole going on in Golden State. Um, you've got to come up of the younger guys. You've got two conflicting timelines um, with this with this team. And they're, they're trying to compete, obviously, for the championship again. They're trying to repeat. And it's honestly kind of crazy that they had won last year, if you, if you think about it. Uh, who they have on the roster. Cause I mean, Stephen Curry, he was, he was by, by far the best player on that team last year. And yeah, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole were uh, two of the better players, two of the best, better role players on that team. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going off topic here. I, th- I think Jordan, I think Jordan definitely played a, well, I mean, no, you're definitely still on topic, but I was going to say, I think Jordan Poole played a bigger role than Draymond. In the championship, and I think that's part of where this drama is coming from. You know, also the fact that other rookie contracts are expiring around the same time as Jordan's, and they're also getting massive extensions. You know, and and Draymond has been wanting, you know, a big payday. He's been he's been known to be saying, didn't he want like some crazy like max extension, like max deal? Yeah, um, he, is, he essentially wants uh, the number that Jordan Poole just got signed with. I think literally today he got signed for. Uh, four year, one forty million. I mean, that's Oof. just it's unimaginable numbers. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, like that's what Draymond was looking for, and at this point, Draymond's not worth that. He's not um, a guy bringing in people to the seats, you know, so to say, you know, uh, on a team. Like he plays a role, and uh, he does it very well. But he's not Stephen Curry. He's not Clay Thompson out here, mm-hmm. and he's expecting that sort of number. I mean. I feel like he has a right to feel that way and think that way, but at the same time, a little lack of self-awareness too. And it, I think it just kind of transpired and um, he really projected in a way with like just throwing that punch. Like it doesn't matter in the moment if you're shit talking, you know, to a teammate like that, you just don't, whatever sort of angst you have, whatever ulterior motive you have in mind, you don't, you don't do that, especially to a guy like walking away, you know, from the situation too. like, especially if you're the veteran, like supposed to leading supposed to be leading the example you know that's how i kind of see it yeah i mean it's uh it's unfortunate that it 
happened the way that it happened. It's unfortunate that the video itself also leaked in the first place. I mean, um, there was part of a, a conspiracy sort of going on that, you know, maybe it was leaked either internally, you know, as a, as part of a ploy to like devalue Draymond and, or, or, um, you know, maybe even disrupt the Warriors and, and make it so that they don't win the championship again because they do got a really good team. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. That that's also the crazy part of it too. Is is why did the video come out? And I feel like I see a lot of people questioning it on live TV, but not really going in depth with it. But I do believe that you know, um, mm-hmm. if it was like a like an inside job type of so to speak type of thing, um, it was definitely done to either devalue Draymond or or get him to leave or, or something around around along those lines because I mean he has a history of being a fucking you know very vocal guy very emotional and you know uh, once again we get into these high competitive environments and he's got a history of being uh, and let's kind face, of an let's face it too like he has literally probably cost championships for for the warriors too he was the one who was suspended in the nba finals in 2016 and at that point he was a much better player than he is now and the warriors probably would have gone up i think i believe like 3-1 or like four, or they they were up three one. That mistake. They probably would have won the series in game five if Draymond would have played in that game, and he was suspended for that game. I forgot like what he did. I think he kicked. Mm. Did he kick Kevin Love in the balls, or was it even LeBron? Absolutely. But yeah, but he was suspended for that game, and that that allowed the Cavs to get that momentum to get back into that series and eventually complete that historic, um, you know, come back from three one, and LeBron bringing a championship home to Cleveland and. Kyrie was somewhat of a sane person at that point and <laughs> a legit number two guy, but I digress from that. But yeah, sorry. What, what were you going to say, Sarai? Like, no, what, what, I, it looked I, like you were about to say something. I just had a question. Sure. So I don't know anything about what you guys are talking really. Yes, yeah, it's probably foreign, like very foreign. alien language to you. Whole other language. <laughs> um, but I just want to clarify. So for me and whoever doesn't really follow the NBA or, you know, whatever, um, can you clarify who punched who and, um, which one's the older guy and the younger guy, please? One more time. So Draymond Green, he was the one who punched Jordan Poole. And Draymond Green is the veteran on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been with the Warriors for probably a decade now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been basically the third wheel in this uh, this whole dynasty, This these number of championships they've won, along with Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson. Gotcha. And he pl- like he plays a very important role. He's He, he opens up uh, the offense for these two guys. Um, great defender, great rebounder. But he's not, like I said, he's not drawing in people to come and watch the Warriors. It's Stephen Curry. Like, Stephen Curry is a shot maker. He's the superstar on this team. Clay Thompson to a lesser extent. So, I guess, in a way, Draymond, having been a part of all this, it probably feels some type of way. And, like, to a degree, he should feel some type of way. But I think that's where the lack of self-awareness comes and he's like seeing an up-and-coming guy like Jordan Poole who has his game modeled off of Stephen Curry very flashy player likes mm-hmm. to shoot the three does all of that um, you can definitely see the potential of him being like that sort of Stephen Curry and mm. I think psychologically <laughs> that that probably makes Draymond feel some type of way because his payday is coming up Jordan Poole the, he's he's supposed to be the successor to Curry in a sense you know gotcha. and yeah the Warriors want to pay their younger guys rather than a guy who's kind of at the end of the road, so to speak. Okay. So being an outsider, um, I just watched the video right now while you guys were talking. Mm. Um, so to me, it kind of looked like um, 
you know, I, you, you couldn't really tell who was talking at the time, in my opinion. Um, but There's definitely then, some chatter going on there. Yeah, you can tell, like, you can't tell what they're saying, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you can tell, like, they're getting heated. Something's going on, yeah. And then the older guy uh, comes over, presses up against the younger guy. The younger guy pushes him, mm-hmm. and then the older guy clocks him. Yeah. That was a, I am running late to work. I got to punch in, punch, mm-hmm. you know? Like got to clock in. I'm 15 <laughs> minutes over, mm-hmm. over the time. Yeah. So, um, to me, I don't know shit about the background of this again, but I really think that if the younger guy was talking shit, the older guy doesn't have room to like over here, just punch him over that. But also he pushed him first. You know what I mean? He was pressing up against him, but like, you know what I mean? Like, that's contact, contact, period. But at the same time, like he pushed him, you know what I mean? I still think Draymond was wrong for punching Jordan. Yes, period. I think it was wrong that the video leaked also. I think that, Eh. you know, from an organizational aspect, they got to do better. Like the Warriors organization, whoever the fuck runs that has to do better at, you know, either paying their fucking security slash camera guys better or something because that shouldn't be getting out there like that. I mean, I get it in in 2022, but like that's not really, you know, either way, like the team, it, it would be a blow to the team regardless. Um you know, even with just the news of it getting out, but like the video getting out, you know, that does irreparable damage to both people's reputation, both Jordan Poole and, and Draymond and also the Warriors. Um, and I mean, like there, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Like there's been transcripts leaked of like what was said to who. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was along the lines of like something um, about, about uh, Jordan Poole coming into a bigger payday and kind of making fun of Draymond for it. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm pretty sure it was something along those lines. There was a leaked transcript. They've also done multiple uh, press conferences, both the Warriors and Draymond, about like the whole issue. You know, Draymond was uh, first supposed to be suspended from a few games, and and then uh, he was also like, yeah, it was essentially supposed to be like a mutual agreement that they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, he he was saying he's going to spend some time, you know, on on improving himself, but. What it ended up being now is that Draymond just got fined and they're going to still play together and work together, which I do believe, (laughs) you know, watching the NBA for a long time. And, and, you know, I'm not a Warriors fan by any means, but like I can definitely feel the aura of the team, be it that I'm watching through a TV screen a lot of the time. But still, like I can tell that they're a lot more genuine, you know, and a lot more closer than other other teams probably are in the NBA, especially being that they have so much history. Mm. So I do believe that, you know, there's a possibility they can move forward. Do you think that, um, they, like how you said that it's not usually leaked, like you said, um, do you think that they got, that they leaked it on purpose, maybe because he knows something or because they want to push him out like that? Maybe. I mean, like, I think one valid option is that people on the team probably just got fed up with Draymond talking as much shit as he does or, or you know, just being as vocal as he is um, and either, you know, paid somebody for, you know, for that clip to get out there um if they know if they took opportunity of that situation or there was a third party outside of the team that you know did the very same thing so that's what i would assume if it was like a conspiratorial type of thing um otherwise if it was just like an off the chance type of thing or whatever i mean like either way it's a conspiratorial type of thing when you think about it because videos of this never get leaked you know like nba players fighting never get leaked and it's always talked about too amongst NBA players. You know, NBA players are always mentioning there's there's fights, there's scuffles and practices, but it never really goes out. And um, especially to the extent of like a fist fight coming out like this, you know, it rarely happens. Like you'll have a crazy incident. You know, remember back in the day, 
uh, Ron Artsess, Metal World Peace, he elbowed the shit out of James Harden. <laughs> like, I, I think it was an inverted sort of thing, but that's like the last extremely like, gru- like gruesome thing because it was a hard hit, man. I, I, may, I may be missing some stuff, but that was like the last um, like big altercation in like a, a game that I can kind of remember. There, I, I think I think Chris Paul and Rondo had like somewhat of a little fist fight a couple of years ago or somewhat. And then all that meme from all the memes of like Chris Paul being Rondo and vice versa came out after that. I don't know. I, I, I'm yeah, but. <laughs> but this but this wasn't in a game though. This was in a practice. Yeah. So this kind of changes the whole, that whole dynamic. And th- these are people on the same exact team. So I mean, I really do genuinely think this was about the money. Um, at the end of the day, between the two players, this is the last thing a team that's trying to contend for a championship needs too. Like that. That's that's fa- like facts. I think I feel like this is the very last thing a team needs. If, with aspira- real aspirations to try to repeat again, and in one way or one way or another, I feel like it's going to kind of bite them in the ass at some point. So, the other Agreed. thing I never understood about like NBA players, I mean, I understand because they're like they're athletes, you know what I mean? Like the body wears and tears. So, if you think about it, like he is basically like hung out to dry at this point, right? Draymond, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't get like a big shoe contract or I know this is so off topic but if you don't get like the money stops rolling in eventually after yeah. you stop playing I mean yeah but he's a big enough personality and he's got his own podcast and he's been vocal in the, in the league for a long time I mean and plus like you gotta think about it these guys play in the league for multiple years a lot of the time even just playing in the league just for a short period of time you'd probably make enough money to have right. generational wealth well, compared to somebody like in our status true right. but he's definitely gonna take a hit like he's got potential like TV deals, like commentating deals, and you don't mm. think mm. like big TV execs are going to look at a situation like this and not think like, hmm, because you you see, you know, inside the NBA with Charles and Shaq, they're always going at it and like they're aggressive at times, but it, <laughs> it never like yeah, they'll like push and joke around and shit. But you're you're not thinking to your like if you're in that in their shoes, you're not thinking like oh like mm. if. Someone says the wrong word to Draymond. He's not going to take it. Uh, he's not going to take it to the level of like punching a guy. Like there's there's that possibility because you've seen it on tape. Now you've seen it in a team environment. You know, like that's good. Mm. That's going to make people question in those positions. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think that pretty much covers it for the whole Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole situation. Um, if there's something we forgot about, let us know. Um, if you like this type of content or don't like it, let us know. Two and a half of you that's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we'll get into Am I the Asshole now. Let's do it. Alrighty, so getting right into Am I the Asshole for this week. I got one picked out, um, so I'll go ahead and get mine started. The title for this one is Am I the Asshole for Telling My Sister-in-Law About My Sex Life After She Fat Shamed Me. <laughs> um, okay, so the author goes on to state, apologies for, my, uh, for any mistakes since this is my first post and English is not my first language. Okay, uh, so she says the incident involves me, female twenty six, and my husband's sister, female thirty nine, um, and this happened a few days ago. Sister in law is a mean person. She fat shames everyone in the family, including me, even though she's double my size. I guess she's insecure and projecting onto others. I've always been on the heavier side, and I got on birth control two years ago, which made me gain an additional forty pounds. So now I'm a little fat. Sister in law recently took a picture of me when we visited my mother in law's house. She put that picture on her Instagram story, saying, "Imagine." looking like this while we have zero kids imagine what will happen when she has three kids like me lol 
Um, wow. So wow. she says, uh, she goes on to say, my face was hidden so no one would guess it was me, but I knew from seeing the outfit that it was me. Um, she did this while we were still in my mother-in-law's house and she didn't even wait until we got home to post it. Wow, that's petty. <laughs> I confronted her and she laughed. She said it was the truth and if I'm so mad, then I must know it's true. She asked me why I had trouble losing weight since I was childless and had so much time. I was mad and randomly said, ask your brother, he can't keep his hands off of me so I have a great sex life. Birth control helps... Uh, control helps me enjoy that and not pop out three kids like you. <laughs> so I guess she's uh, trying to say, you know, she can't lose weight because she's having sex. I guess it doesn't make sense, but at the same time, mm. okay. Um, but it's a tire road. Right. <laughs> she goes on to say, uh, okay, so she said, um, you know, obviously, no, she doesn't have to pop out three kids like her. Um, sister was livid. She immediately went and told mother in law what I said in front of the whole family, like a little child complaining to mom. Everyone was shocked and embarrassed. Mother-in-law accused sister-in-law of lying because she didn't believe that I would say something so personal and inappropriate to her. I didn't correct mother-in-law. I just stood and watched. Father-in-law also berated sister-in-law for being so vile and saying such things in front of the entire family. They kicked her out. After going home, my husband was mad at his sister but confused about what exactly happened. I told him and showed him her Instagram story. He was even angrier at her at her and called her and yelled at her. He sent his parents that picture and they were also mad. Now we're going to visit his parents' weekend, but sister-in-law is no longer welcome. I feel bad because she is blocked from the entire family. Did I go overboard? Should I have admitted those things that I said to her? Am I the asshole? No, she can dish it, but she can't eat it. She can't take it back. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, she did lie to her mother-in-law, which it does seem like mother-in-law was going to take sister-in-law's side. Um, But I think this opens it up to... This being a bad situation down the road for the situation uh, for the relationship uh, between her and her husband and also the relationship between her and her mother-in-law and everybody else and the family um, because of the line. Because she did say something that was kind of funky. I don't think she's an asshole for defending herself. No. But this kind of sounds like it's more of an Eastern family type of thing where profanity isn't necessarily allowed as much. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's kind of like the... Um, you know, she set a boundary and that was good. Yes. So it doesn't happen again. But also, she wasn't the one that went to the mother in law. She was the one that. Right. She right. obviously didn't say anything. So, like, yeah, that's considered quote unquote, maybe, I don't know, I lying or whatever. Think, I just think she's wrong for lying to them. Not necessarily wrong, but I think she made a mistake in lying to the mother in law. I think she should have. First, not said what she said to the sister in law if she knew that it was going to cause a problem with the mother in law. Mm hmm. And then I think she should have told the mother-in-law the truth of what happened, um, you know, with the situation and brought it up to the mother-in-law first instead of the sister-in-law running to get it. Because then I feel like shit would have been different and she would have had nothing to worry about whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like she has something to worry about where if her mother-in-law finds out that, you know, she actually did say something about her sex life, maybe this could be like, you know, potentially something that is like a no-go in their, in their uh, family, in their tradition, in their culture, you know, to talk about sex life openly yes. like that, you know, with, with your husband. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, could, I don't think she's an asshole, but I do think that she maybe could have caused a problem for herself. I don't think she's an asshole, period. I think, but yeah, I, I don't think she's an asshole. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, she's not an asshole, but I would have kind of taken the high road uh, to a certain degree. Um, I, I don't think... She should have made that comment uh, yeah. in retaliation, honestly. But because because she knows damn well that's just kind of that's going to fracture the family more. You, it, just be civil. It sounds like sounds like a person that um, she's not seeing too often in the sister in law. It doesn't seem like 
I, I mean, yeah, maybe who who knows? Maybe I'm assuming there. But it's not like she's uh, like she's seeing the sister-in-law like every single day of the week or anything. Like sounds like it's more or less maybe once a month for holidays, events or whatever. So try to tolerate um, just stand up for yourself. Be in a respectful manner, I would say. Like that's probably what should have happened in the first place. Be like, no, you, you really shouldn't be saying this. You, you've got to you've got to respect the fact that I'm with your brother, that we are technically family. You can't be making these irate posts on social social media like that and leave it at that don't go on and just push the situation which essentially happened you know because mm-hmm. now the family is fractured and That's you're true. in a worse situation as a whole rather than just the two of you like the actions of you of your, your bickering and just your whatever beef that they, you have with each other it's it's manifested into the family itself and that's probably what neither of you wanted in the first place so dang maybe i'm just used to my family being petty to each other well to kind of play devil's advocate to zach's point um sure i agree with what you said obviously but i I do think that there is also a counter argument for why should i have to take this shit and not allowed to say nasty shit and do nasty shit myself you know which true that's easier yeah it's easier said than done to do that though yeah it seems like it's reoccurring though she kept saying like it it, she criticizes everyone in the family see i don't like that she has to stoop so low to that person's level at the same time though i probably would do the same thing myself maybe not say something about my sex life but i would probably fry the sister herself see that's weird like why bring up your sex life that's That's kind of weird like oh your brother fucks me so much so i just can't lose weight that's fucking that's dumb like i mentioned it during the story too because it was a weird comment to make but like i think i think there's just a certain level of of jealousy and the animosity that they had like the sister-in-law is obviously jealous um to a degree of just her being younger and Mm -hmm. with the brother in the first place and so she just the the wife just took it to a whole another level in in that sense and just like basically thrusted her balls on her in that way like mm-hmm. oh my sex life is so much you know like that like goofy <laughs> shit weird. like that just trying yeah it is weird like just trying to upstage the other person um you know that's and I, I feel like that's the wrong way to go about it but you know anger can drive people to do fucking crazy and say crazy shit you know I know Facts. that <laughs> so to kind of bring it together and to kind of give her a little benefit in the situation. I do think overall she's not the asshole in the situation. No. But could have done better. Yeah. But you're not the asshole. I agree. Set a boundary better. That's all. Alrighty. <laughs> so let's get into the next Am I the Asshole story. <laughs> so for my story, I've got someone that wrote in. I decided to post here because I identified with a lot of stuff I've read on Am I the Asshole. I saw a comment that someone made saying something like, why are they posting something so obviously unfair on them and asking if they're the asshole? It got me thinking about this. I know I have many narcissists in my family, and often they do nasty shit and blame me for getting upset for it. In captions, as probably most people, ah, as probably mostly everyone posting here can understand. Anyway, my question is, how many people on Am I the Asshole are victims of narcissistic behavior? Another question, is there a specific type or style of therapy for people who have been victims slash survivors of narcissism? When I don't know what is fair or reasonable behavior, my usual current method of dealing with it is to ask close, trusted friends how I love to know if there was a way to build trust in my own perspective. Oh, I like that. So it's not really, it's it's not not really, really an am I the asshole story, but it does bring up some good points. Yeah. Which I'm definitely more than happy to get into. So Yeah, what do you guys think initially? Honestly, I do have someone very close in my life that 
is generally narcissistic. Uh, no, no, no. Well, yeah. Or deals with narcissism. <laughs> That's a whole other person, like people. But um, I have someone that actually had a family that blames them for literally everything if something went wrong and had nothing to do with them. Per se, I don't know, fucking air fryer broke or some shit. They never used the air fryer. All of a sudden, it's this person's fault. Like, shit like that. Like, I literally see this person almost every single day. Yeah. So it really does affect like the way of their thinking, like the way they process something. They always think that if something goes wrong, it's their fault and it's their turn to to um, fix it or it's their, um, you know, like their responsibility. Sounds like you got a family full of narcissists. <laughs> oh, well, I have that problem too. Like I always yeah. apologize for everything. Like I worked with a doctor that uh, he would like say something and I automatically... I, although that that place was a little toxic. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. And then he would be like, oh, you don't have to apologize. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have to apologize. We should put them on our next shitty employer's story. I'm going to have to. And just bleep their names, though. I'm going to fucking have to, because that shit was, that. that gave me PTSD from So we don't get there. sued. I don't know. Maybe we should put them on blast, because fuck them. Maybe. All right. Anyway. But, yeah. All right. What was your take on that, though? I mean, my take is, yes, there's obviously narcissists in everyone's family, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. and everyone's a victim of narcissism at some point in their life, I think. Um, or are victims of their own narcissism to an extent. And, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, definitely dealing with that is is difficult. But I think growth is one of the ways to overcome situations like those um mm-hmm. you know instead of you know there there is a, a higher road than just being like you know you know what was me um when dealing with someone who's narcissistic i think mm-hmm. i do think that when you're dealing with somebody who is narcissistic or when dealing with your own fucking narcissism is just you know personally growing like figuring out okay this person's behavior is bothering me they are acting in a narcissistic way. How do I deal with it? You know, and then that kind of gives you the tools or the skill set. You know, you 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 learn by trial and trial and uh, failure, right? Or trial and error, right? So you just, I guess, try the ways that you can to deal with people who are narcissistic. I'll be honest with you, my ways of dealing with narcissism. I I, I have my own bouts with my own nar- personal narcissism, mm-hmm. which you know, at times it can be too much. At times, I don't have enough of it where I'm lacking in my own ego, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but also dealing with other people who are narcissistic, I'll be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure how to deal with them every time. But I found that, you know, either being very, um, what is it, very confident in your own ideals and in your own points um, and your own way of thinking and perspective usually is a good way to counteract the feeling of, I guess, anxiety when dealing with somebody who has a very high uh, ego or high level of narcissism but you can also just kind of go throughout life by ignoring those people because most people usually do ignore them anyways um, they usually end up alone anyways I think and yeah um, and there was a second question I'm sorry but can you can you read that second question again yeah it was at the bottom well you find it I actually do want to um, circle back to what I said at the beginning like there's this book that I want to read it's called ego is the enemy by uh, Holiday Ryan, or whoever his name is, Ryan, dude. Um, I want to read that because it's like literally about like breaking your own fucking ego, like realizing what an ego even is, and then like how I don't know. Like I have to read it. Obviously, I just saw a fucking video on it, and I want to read it. All right, go ahead, Zach. And then uh, I'm sorry. Like I had a. <laughs> it's okay. 
I had a weird burp and indigestion sort of thing just now. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. The, the, the other question was, is there a specific type or style of therapy for people who have been victims or survivors of narcissism? I mean, not that I personally know of. I, mean, there, I don't think there's a specific, maybe, I'm, I'm sure there probably is, you know, therapists that, um, you know, obviously deal with, you know, family, like, uh, like a family practice therapist there is. Um, I know because my family, like not the air of my family's dirty laundry, but we see one. Um, but there is also, um, you know, and that, that could also help you with dealing with somebody who's narcissistic and helping somebody who maybe doesn't realize that they're acting in a narcissistic way, realize their own actions and, and, and that way they can improve themselves. But I do also think, I mean, there's a multitude of different therapists that have different styles that you can go to, to visit. Um, the therapist that I saw when, when I was dealing with my minor depressive episode, like when I was a teen, heartbroken and shit, whatever. Um, <laughs> she just kind of had me talk, speak my problems up and she would listen and relay them back. And that's a therapeutic style. I forgot what it's called, um, but I learned about it in my uh, AP psych class when I was in high school. <laughs> but I do remember, and there's different styles of different therapists. I would say um, you would have to try until you find one that works, really. I don't think there's a specific form of therapy that's going to help you forget the pain of narcissism. Um, but I do think that going to therapy is better than, you know, obviously doing drugs, um, mm -hmm. you know, to get away from problems. I do think that therapy is better than, you know, a lot of self-deprecating behaviors that you can engage in if someone's narcissism brings you to that point. So, um, you know, and I, I would also go to question this person, like, you know, is it a therapist that you need or more of a guidance counselor to help you deal with, you know, the ways that you react to somebody, in which case a, a therapist could be a good guidance counselor, but maybe you don't necessarily need a therapist. Um, but maybe you do. It depends on how much emotional and mental trauma you have from dealing with this narcissist. So that would be my take on it. I don't know if you have something different to say. Not really, honestly, because I wouldn't know. You know, I've only been to one therapist in my life and yeah. they sucked. So <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Zach? Uh, in terms of just dealing with a narcissist, I think the best thing you can do is not kind of give in to their tendencies and their actions. Like you just got to, like you were saying, kind of stay true to your ideals, um, what you think, how you feel, and not let it kind of um, not let the other person, that narcissist, like circumvent underneath it to the point where it's like really changing how the way you perceive things. Like you gotta, like you got, it's hard to be aware in those moments. It really is because, um, you know, narcissists tend to be very manipulative people. They tend mm -hmm. to be people that have an agenda firsthand in every sort of interaction. You know, they want to make you feel and think some type of way based on how they're thinking and feeling. So you got to stick true to yourself really. And you kind of got to recognize tendencies and see and really listen, really listen to what a person's saying. You know, um, yeah. I think that's the best way to handle one or like when you're amongst one and especially if it's someone you care about, too. Like you don't want to be totally dismissive, but you you want to be um, you, you don't want to be taken advantage of at the same time. Right. When I, it comes to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Sorry. I was just uh, going to say, like, I think the really hard part here that she's saying is the point of like standing up for yourself. I feel like when someone is someone is uh, dealing with a narcissist, it's really hard to stand up for yourself, period, or, or to even know that that's even an option. Um, 
So I think it would just be realizing that you have an option to stand up for yourself. And if that leads on to further problems with them, then that's honestly just their problem to deal with. You know what I mean? It's something's wrong with them and they're just projecting onto you. It's hard to circle back to realization of that. But I mean, you know, everyone wakes up when they wake up. And it's, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And it's like back to kind of what Harris is saying too. It's like a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of like, going through different relationships and friendships and like seeing people that are like genuine people that are going to their own accord, you know, you, mm-hmm. you got to kind of decipher between that. And once you kind of learn how to, um, you're better prepared for it, I guess. In in terms of like therapy of how to deal with a narcissist, I guess, um, yeah, I don't know any specific therapies or anything like that, that I can speak of from firsthand, but yeah, so that's kind yeah. of my input. All right, so then um, I'm going to... I think I, I was going to say, I think that wraps up <laughs> yeah. this Am I the Asshole story. Um, let's get into yours, babe. All right, so my Am I the Asshole story is actually to break up the ice because I know we've had a little bit of a mid-funny one. We've had more of a serious one. Um, this one's actually, in my opinion, I kind of laughed when I read it. <laughs> um, and it's not usually one that I would choose, so... Here we go. It says, am I the asshole for laughing at my fiance when he got pink eye at the strip club? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I know. I scrolled for a long time. That's nasty. I know. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. I was raised by a couple of sex positive Gen Xers who taught me to enjoy life as long as I wasn't hurting anyone. My fiance was raised by Mormons. Nothing wrong with Mormons. His family didn't cut him off when he left the church, but they still are distant towards him. They think that I am the devil. So, um, so one of his friends from work is getting married and my boyfriend went to his bachelor's party in Montreal. Uh, I'm against sex work. So I'm sorry. I'm not against sex work so long as it isn't exposed, um, exploitative. Um, I told him to go have fun and gave him a hundred dollars in singles because I know Canadians use coins and I have, at least she's down with it. Right. All right. Hold on. We have to talk about the experience. Okay. We'll talk let, about let me feel. Okay. Um, again. So I told him to have fun and gave him a hundred dollars in singles because I know Canadians use coins and I have no idea what the strippers games are like there. So he came home from. Oh, I don't know this word, but can you say that? With conjunctivus. Fucking, I don't know. I don't know what that says. All right. Conjunctivus. I've never heard let of that see, word. Let me see what it says on. Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> let me see what it says on there. With conjunct, conjunct, conjunctivus, conjunctive, <laughs> conjunctive. I've never seen that fucking word in my life. Yeah, that is a fucking stupid word. I'm, I'm not making fun of anyone with the condition. Uh, it's me just neither. A silly it's word. just I've never heard that word. That is a silly word. All right, so she put quote unquote pink eye, um, or in parentheses. From getting too close to a stripper's butt, I imagine. As soon as I saw him, I knew what happened and I laughed. I mean, who gets pink eye at 28? (laughs) (laughs) He got shitted on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Oh, fuck. 
Once again, I trust my fiance. He loves me. I love him. I know that he was just having fun with his friends. <laughs> so I got him the drops to make sure that there were a lot of clean towels and face cloths for him. I also put a plastic bag besides the dirty clothes hamper for anything that went near his eye to um, be separate and wash it off with hot water. He is embarrassed and says that I made him feel like an idiot for laughing at him. I feel bad, but I think it was funny. So am I the asshole? No, I don't think she's the asshole. No, I would fucking fry his ass too. That's fine. I would expect if I did some shit like that, I would expect you to fry me. Oh, I a thousand million percent. Okay, we'll bring up the strip club story. And and Zach was actually there at the strip club with us. But um, (laughs) yeah, you were like all three of us went with some uh, question with a questionable friend group of ours that we used to be friends with. Uh, You used to be friends with. Yeah, and um. I remember I was there and you were trying so hard to get me take to, to get take me to take a titty shot, shot from the nastiest pair of titties I've ever seen in my <laughs> Baby, life. You can't say that. I'm sorry, but they were. I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to like body shame nobody, but bro, like that just. Okay. Well, let me bad. lay down the story of the time we bad. went to the strip club. All right. First, before we, we do that, can we all agree that she is not the asshole and that was fucking hilarious? She's not the asshole. No, I totally agree. She's not the asshole in this situation. <laughs> I, I would wife her immediately. Like, yeah, she was very. Though. Yeah, no, it was like she. Yeah, she was giving him shit for it, but she was also taking care of him, too. Right. Like, that's sweet. That's just funny. like sweet, tough love. Like, right. Agreed. It, it kind of seems. Reminds, of, reminds me of us. Right. Like, I would take care of you. I'm. Uh, you've taken care of me when I'm fucking drunk, so. Anyway, so to lay down the stripper story, the, the strip club story with the three of us, we went with um, some questionable friends. It was uh, Valentine's Day 2019. Yeah, it was. No, 2020. Yeah, it was, it was 2020. Right, right, right before, before the pandemic COVID started. Yeah, right as COVID Here. was hitting. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That, that's an event that feels Fuck. much longer right. than it actually was. That's probably because it was a post-COVID event, but yeah. <laughs> or pre, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, February 14, 2020, we went out, me and Harris, we went out obviously for fucking Valentine's Day. And then after that, we came home and some of his friends that didn't have girlfriends wanted to come over. We were like, fuck yeah, whatever, do you. So they came over. The three of them were trying to go to the strip club. We're going to not name them because obviously. Yeah. There was a total of us six that went. Right, yeah. Something like that. I believe there were six of us. Right, yeah. I'm trying Five to count them in my head. No, there was, there was definitely six. I remember we that. Up, we met up some person. We, some, we some also met there, up other so. people there. All right. Anyway, so we were there. We get there. Um, oh, no. They're trying to convince Harris and um, Zach to go to the strip club. I'm, I join in. I'm like, no, let's go. I've never gone to a strip club. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like I've always wanted to go, but no one ever wants to go because it's weird, you know, like for girls to go by themselves at this point. Yeah. We're homebodies. And like everyone we hang out with other than those people are homebodies like us. So they don't even want to go down the street, let alone the strip club. That's why it's weird. Not because it's weird to go to strip club. So we get there, everyone's like having like a little bit of like a, oh, haha, the first time, haha, like, you know, and then I'm over here like, babe, take a titty shot because she came up to us twice and I felt bad because we kept declining and there were six of us just holding a table, like whatever. So I was like, I don't care, bro. Don't be coming up to me with your nasty ass titties. That's for I'm sorry, bro. You got to take care of your titties. You want to be offering titty shots? I guess. There was I the did other it girl. still at the end of the day, but yeah. honestly, I <laughs> we all did one actually. Don't. If I could go back, I would tell myself not to do it. I wish my first titty shot would have been from a nice pair of titties. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I mean, that's what we were there for. 
So, yeah, it, it was a good night after that. We all got a little like tipsy and then we just had fun as like a group, I guess. It was cool. It I was mean, cool. it was okay. Yeah. I. Oh, no, seven because you know who was there? Yeah, I don't know. I, she's mouthing yeah. a name and I don't know what name she's oh, okay. mouthing. Okay, whatever. But, I'll tell you later. Um, yeah, we do that a lot when we're talking about people. Talking I know. Shit. Talking shit. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Zach, do you remember a lot from this? What was your like whole oh, take Oh, of course, Zach. I remember what his face was like. Go ahead. It's it's not what it's made out to be in the movies and TV shows, That's at least for me. I mean, I don't know. I just, it's just not my thing. Like, like yeah, like, ah, oh, fuck. I, I agree. It's not my thing either. It was my no, thing I either, agree. but it's good. Yeah. I, I agree though. It's not my thing either because fucking. We haven't been there since, but it yeah, was a I mean, good obviously. experience. I will say though, I am glad that the there was some cheap ass drinks. Yeah, that was. I don't the only know if good you thing. remember, but the shots were like three, four dollars and free food. But I, we didn't get to eat the free food. For I some probably reason. would have taken more shots if I had known. So yeah, I'm just I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit was cheap. Well, the titty <laughs> shots weren't cheap. No, those were like ten bucks. But yeah, the, the titty shots were ten bucks each. From the from the bar, it was like I think three dollars, yeah, two dollars, maybe. But even they were watered five, down. But yeah, they were watered down. But. At least it was cheap. Yeah. So. Also, it wasn't a fully new strip club, so I guess it wasn't a real strip club by some no. people's standards. It's it was just like a lingerie type thing. Yeah, which is like a good intro one because it was. But our still, first just time. didn't really like. It. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm with Zach on this one. Though. I'm I'm not a big strip club guy. Like you know, mm-hmm. like you would think me being a rapper and shit. Like I'm for it, but I'm not really one for loud ass like gatherings. You know, I kind of like a chill, laid back environment. I don't like to be <laughs> in something super fucking loud and rowdy unless I'm the one causing the loudness. Rowdiness, um, and in control of it. Other, otherwise, I don't like to be in the mix. Um, yeah. At the same time, there's times where, even though I don't like it, I put myself in situations where I don't like the situation because I'm looking for the excitement of the situation. So, yeah, again, you might, it's a good you might catch me in a crowd every now and then, but yeah, not because I necessarily really actually want to be there. I'm there because I want to experience some shit that I don't want to experience. I don't know how to make it make sense. Man. It makes sense to me. It, it's fun, but it's not fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It, it's it's good to be there just to say at least I did it, and then like I didn't like it. So I guess yeah, the, that's part of it. The FOMO staying at home was yeah. like okay. Yeah, just you just don't want to be indulged in the situation, basically, right? Like that's kind of yeah. essentially. All right, so that's it for that one. Um, anything to add? No, I think that okay, cool. pretty much wraps up. Am I the asshole? Um, let's move into the closing segment of the show. And uh, the we'll note of guys. the week. We'll see you guys on the other side over see there. Mental notes. <laughs> Alrighty. So for my mental note of the week, I'm kind of just rehashing what I said last week with the whole, you know, motivation, work your ass off. If you need it, if you want to do something, just go out and do it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie to you guys. Like, you know, from the uh, intro of this, of this episode, I fucking failed on my goals last week. Like shit. I'm admitting that to myself now, even though it kind of hurts at the same time, I needed that break from you know making music and from everything because you know at the same time i'm still working a 40 hour a week job so it's not like i'm taking a break and doing right. absolutely fuck all but yeah uh definitely needed a break definitely this week i think i'm gonna get back into it and really um start going to the gym a lot more i went to the gym today it drained the fuck out of me i was lifting heavy but just gotta get used to it again i gotta get back to that point i was when i was going to the gym a lot more um in the summertime last year i believe or this past year i think it was last year yeah, last year. Um, crazy to think it was a year ago that I Seriously? was like a gym rat. But yeah, just need to get back into that because that's when I felt the best, felt the healthiest, felt like I had the most energy, even though I was working out the most. 
And I think I can really get to that point this week while also, um, you know, I paid off all my debts and stuff. So financially, I'm finally going to start looking okay. After this week, I get paid. Um, you know, we'll see how everything goes. I mean, got your birthday coming up, but that's mm-hmm. really the only main thing other than rent and, you know, some minor like uh, car note shit. But yeah, just uh, looking to get myself started on the path that I've been trying to get myself started on since I fucking was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point and I'm kind of excited for everything to slowly start coming back together and I feel like this week this next week will really be the sort of of me really coming into myself as an adult if that makes sense that's so. cool actually yeah. since last week it's only been eight days since we last podcasted we podcasted last uh, Friday today's Saturday so since then I was having well back then I was having a crisis uh what do you call that a fucking quarter life crisis um so actually the day after we podcasted last saturday i kind of went through um and i started working on something that is um what i couldn't update you guys at the beginning of this podcast i'm actually really excited for it but i don't want to jinx it because i just don't want to say what it is you know what i mean not just yet at least but i started in a direction that i'm really really excited for um so i don't no longer have that fear um also i applied for the financial aid forgiveness i think it's called like something like that the loan forgiveness through fafsa today so that was pretty cool like they just put it out i think uh today or yesterday um my coworker, I, I let her know that was out too because we were both on the same boat so that was pretty cool like that's a huge load off like you have no idea like it, that's fucking great um but yeah so i'm actually just really trying to do the same thing like get back into the gym i only went twice this week as well like we both only went twice this week once together and then the one separately one separately so um we actually have to plan out better what days um to go best with our sleeping schedule because i think with this time like this week what did it for us wasn't like the motivation because like we would wake up at 4 45 try to go but we're so yeah. fucking tired that we're just like we're just drained. No, yeah. yeah, it was just a no for us this time around. Yeah, yeah. we'll be better so. next week. Yeah, you got any mental notes for us, Mister Zachary Merkendorfer? Yeah, more of like a simple one, um, more or less than just kind of like tasks and just like daily habits. More so, more so just uh, just a thought to keep in mind is just to exercise gratitude. That's really it because I feel like. I take a lot of things for granted and myself for granted in different ways and just people around me. And I just really need to like actually like have it in mind and practice it more. So uh, this upcoming week, I'm going to try to do it more, I guess. That's a nice one. I that's like that. That's a good one, actually. I think that's something a lot of people don't. <laughs> we need to work people, on. People talk about, but people don't really talk about too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Gratitude yeah. is often taken for granted. Um, I'm not gracious enough for my life at times so I can definitely agree with what you're saying yeah oh and the other only other thing is like I just ordered 14 books off of Amazon and 12 from the public library so I'm gonna be fucking reading my little ass reading off. your ass off, huh? well yeah it's better than scrolling on TikTok I find or on YouTube unfortunately yeah. well hopefully uh, we follow through with everything yeah. um Zach, thanks for joining us, obviously. Yeah, Zachary, uh, what's going on? We always enjoy having you around for episodes. Um, Appreciate it, guys. It was a pretty good time. Thanks. Of course. Take care, y'all. See ya.